0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Mountain Bears on the Psychic Coffee Shop Network. And with tonight is Joe. Hey, Tiki Joe, what's up?
2: Hey, nothing much. How are you this evening?
1: Oh, being totally evil as normal, but that's just me. You are Um, willing to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, so, you know, last week we were talking labels and post-it notes and, you know, me always having to turn around and er and order a new shirt and, you know, of, okay, let's get the updated one and let's get the updated one and let's get the updated one. Now we have to order new flags because they've added more colors to the flag, you know, and I said, well, you know, let's talk about it. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we're actually working with a list tonight, Um, and I really have to give a lot of props to um, the UC Davis LGBTQIA Resource Center Glossary Um, that has really probably been one of the best resources I was able to find that kind of put everything in a giant list. And it is seven pages. It is uh, quite impressive, um, but we have <laughs> winnowed that or winnowed that down—not um, winnowed—we've winnowed that down um, <laughs> to just a few of those that we'll be talking about. And I don't even think we can get into all of those tonight.
1: Probably not. You know, other, you know, unless we drive by, slap them, and move on. Um, because some of them get technical. Some of them are like, you know, where are we at, what we're we doing, that type of thing. Um, but, no, it's good. they've got a good list there. Um, you know, a lot of my research ties in with this, but at the same time it was adding to other things and more things and, you know, like we were talking during the pre-show, I'm like the acronyms doesn't have it all in there, and it's like yeah, there's other acronyms, and I'm like great. So multiple shirts, people, multiple shirts. Well,
2: now before before we go that way, I will point you to one on the list, and I think it is probably one of the best replacement acronyms. Um, mm-hmm. Is M. O-G-A-I. And that stands for Marginalized Orientations, Gender Alignments, and intersex.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think that pretty much covers about everything. When you right. really something about it for a few minutes, it really does cover everything. Um, I don't know that I want to be a white. But, you know, hey, I can rock it. I can rock
3: it.
1: Okay. As long as it's not a marine shirt, we're good. As long as you don't feed us after dark, I guess. Or okay.
2: get us wet after midnight. Ooh, yeah. That that <laughs> might be a little harder.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs> These white hoodies are going to get a little
0: dry. <laughs> um,
2: but anyway... Um. So yeah. So we were kind of doing a little bit of a pre-show talk, um, trying to figure out where our entrance on this list is going to be. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was body policing, or just the concept of policing others. Um, in regard to how they define themselves and who they are, and what they should be from your viewpoint. Um, Body policing is the indirect, direct, intentional or unintentional um, ways that we attempt to correct or control a person regarding their own physical body. Um, So things like gender expression or size, but then going a step further with that, and also trying to label them from our viewpoint. While we'll do that a lot in life, um, we, we kind of create boxes for people and how we describe them and think of them. Um, Mm -hmm. it's one thing to do that as a, like an internal, you know, this is my friend and he, et cetera. um, as an internal thing that you think of, um it's another mm-hmm. thing when we start throwing that at people
1: and saying, "Oh no, right. you
2: can't do that because you're he, and you can't do that because you're gay um mm-hmm. when someone's sitting here going, "Um, actually,
1: right, <laughs> okay. not really how I think of myself, right, or you know." So, oh, you do that because of this. And it's like, uh, no, I do that because of this, this, and this. Well, yes.
0: Well, and there's, you know, when, there's a lot of that that mm-hmm. we we have
2: to come to terms with on our own. Um, right. And that's kind of the cue that's always been in the LGBTQ, um, mm-hmm. well, the second one, queer and questioning. Um, right. the, the, that kind of
0: exploration
2: is what questioning is um, you know it's a journey not necessarily a destination um, mm-hmm. so yes that yeah, or one. you
1: know it's been interesting it's actually you know and you know it led into some really good conversations from last show for us and, you know, and we're getting into this show. And really liking the fan interaction, the talking that we, you know, I've ran into a couple different conversations, you know. What about India and third gen? And I'm like, yeah, there's more than three. is a good grouping box. It kind of hits the high levels of the tree, but we can break the branches off and go a little bit farther. And that's kind of <laughs> where we're getting at, you know. And, you know. Looking at, you know, because, you know, in my view, we originally started with, you know, six branches. And now, of course, they've grown and we're getting a little bit.
2: Well, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's part of any language. Um, anytime that any group of people get together, they're going to start to form their own We language. need a bigger table. And... Well, yes, yes we do, but
0: yes, and, and, and but no,
2: that that language is a large part of how we interact with each other, how we define mm-hmm. ourselves, and it's also mm-hmm. how we, in some ways, discover ourselves. Um, again, right. going back to the questioning. Um, right. That, you know, there's this kind of openness to the concept that we're explorers. You know, this is not the beaten path. Um, if we wanted that, or more importantly, if we were that, um, we'd, you know, be married to opposite sex spouses with two point whatever kids and a dog. Um, living in suburbia. Mm -hmm. So as we are not that, um, and we've rejected that kind of traditional or not even traditional, because when you really look at it scientifically, it's never been, while it's been common, um, Mm -hmm. at least for about a couple of centuries, um, while it's been common, um, it, it's not even a tradition per se. Right. Um, it's, it's you know, I, I kind of personally reject the word traditional. Um, and I hate when it slips out of my mouth. And then it's like, ew. Like,
1: oh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: well, really? I just said that? Uh-huh. So...
1: Well, you know, and th- something that people have to take into construct. Is before Queen Victorian times and the Iguadrian times, it was like, oh, okay, long as you do the do the basics, long as you didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, kill people and eat them.
2: Well, yeah, avoid cannibalism. Always a good choice. You know, try to steer clear of, you know. Being a pedophile, uh, we we've never been fans of that one. Um, you know, there have been a lot of different things going on there that we've kind of rejected over time. And I think we might be having some technical difficulties there. We may have lost ASIN. Um, so I'm going to attempt to go on for a few minutes to see if you can reconnect. So let's kind of dig into this a little bit. Um, and I think if we're going to really start this conversation around bodies and body policing and um, telling people or trying to control um, how they think of themselves um, so sexism and genderism, which and I kind of love the definition the pervasive system of discrimination and exclusion that oppresses people whose gender and or gender expression falls outside mm-hmm. of this normative construct. All oh, right, are we back now? Yeah, we've been back. Okay. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> I went to throw it to you for some commentary and uh I
1: got cricket Oh, I'm not sure why you got crickets, but – so let's kind of start with – and I'll put it this way. Let's start with the blank table and work our way up. Okay. You know, a newer one that's only yeah. – let's start with asexual, you know, because that's kind of a newer, you know, early 2000s, you know, thought.
2: Okay. Um, Well, with asexual, it's an orientation um, characterized by not feeling sexual attraction or desire for partnered sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to be confused with celibacy, which is a deliberate um, deliberately abstaining. As in, you feel the attraction but you don't feel it. This is no desire for sexual partnered sexual activity, right. um, and even that has a little bit of a uh, of a spectrum to it, um,
0: right. because
2: there's everything I believe from solo sexual, which is um, self sexual status uh, gratification, um, mm-hmm. i.e. masturbatory, but you're not sexual, and it's a Individual activity, um, as well as you know, just zero sexual activity. Um, I think there's one more in there, but I cannot remember. Bisexual. Yeah. Um. Mm, yes that is the other one it's closely aligned Um, and that is um, basically only feeling sexual attraction when you have an emotional bond with someone so (laughs) as like a general part of your growing up life etc that kind of classical model where you look at someone that you've never met before, and you're like picturing them naked. You want to, ha- you are sexually attracted to them. That doesn't happen. That doesn't work in demisexuality.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't work. That yeah. or,
2: more importantly, and I don't want to make that kind of ableism. Um, that's not where that's at. Um, mm-hmm. That's not where sexual activity occurs at. It occurs as like, oh, I really, really like you. Okay, I really more than like you. Okay, now I want to be sexual with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah. yeah, and you know. There's... There's a lot of things going on The solar sexual is more so, you see it as a plumbing need, from what my understanding is. It's like, yeah, I need to do this for health, or I need to do this for whatever. It's not really, sex is not really a desire thing.
2: I I would be very careful there, because I think that that gets into kind of an easy crossover between mm-hmm. people who may engage in masturbation
1: for a, so to speak, plumbing
2: mm-hmm. reason um, and people who are literally engaging in masturbatory-only sexual activity, and that may not just
1: be as a, so to speak,
2: plumbing um, mhm. Kind of issue. Um, they may have, you know, full, so to speak, a, a a full sexuality within that, without necessarily being attracted to others.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If if yeah. I'm saying that correctly,
1: right. I know. And then we've got, you know, we start looking at. You know the demisexual, which is they've got to have the emotional bond, and it doesn't mean that they that the person they have the emotional bond is asexual, gay or straight or bi or pan. They have to have the emotional bond. They're less um worried about the gender there. It's the emotional bond that makes the connection. Um, for well,
2: for demisexuals, that may or may not be true. Um, it's kind of like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles mm-hmm. are
1: squares. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Because if you're looking at, um, say, pansexual or omnisexual, mm-hmm. yeah. um those are people um, who have romantic sexual or affectional desire for people of all genders and sexes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, that doesn't mean that you can be demisexual but not pansexual, but it does mean that you can be pansexual but not demisexual. Right. Um, it's that, That's uh, that's why I can certainly understand why there's a lot of confusion um mm-hmm. is that
0: you'
2: that that's probably one of the hardest ones to sit here and kind of or especially between the two um figure out the differential um Because pansexual and omnisexual, um, the key word there is all genders and sexes. Mm -hmm. Um, Demisexuality is, it may not necessarily be all people and um, all sexes,
3: or all gender and
2: all sexes. Um, Mm -hmm. It may just be. You know only uh, only sexual attraction to some to say someone of the same gender or the opposite gender um, or you know a very specific set of mm-hmm. people, but sure. not everyone um that's where that gets a little bit harder to make sure that you have that nailed down. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very difficult um, to so yeah. nail it down. And for, you know, and something that we haven't covered here yet is it's not our place to be putting the Post-it notes on. You guys get to write your own Post-it notes. Well, yes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And also maybe the better way to describe it is pansexual and omnisexual. Um, they're kind of ways of looking at if you wanted to take the term bisexual and this horrible way to look at it but this will help illustrate the concept you want to look at bisexual and you wanted to rip the gender binary out of it and then you also wanted to make it um, romantic and affectional, because when you talk about bisexuality, typically what you're talking about is a sexual orientation that is attracted to two genders, male or and or female, well, and male and female. Sorry, I'm confusing myself. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to take bisexual, rip the bi out of it, put all genders and sexes in it, and then also cover ro- romantic only, sexual only, affectional only, multiple of the above, all of the above,
1: mm-hmm. and you wanted
2: to push that into one identity. That would be kind of where pansexual and omnisexual come in. Um, the yes. um is really it, it's it's not. I want to sit here and say it's not exactly about sexual orientation because. Right. Technically, for demisexual, it's it really is more asexual than sexual. Um, mm-hmm. the differential being that with demisexual, if you have an emotional bond to a person, so you have an mm-hmm. emotional, romantic, uh, kind of, well, romantic may get a little weird, um, but an emotional connection with them. Um, if you wanted to deal with that more specifically, that that is the source of your attraction, um, then that would be probably the easier way to keep the two with a crowbar of separation between.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes. So,
2: yeah.
1: You know, and you, up, you know, you brought up. you brought binary, and it's like, okay, well, what's binary? That's a computer code for us old folks.
3: Um.
2: Well, yes. Um. It's also the system. Uh. You anything can be a binary: true, false, yes, no, uh, ones and zeros, male, female. Um, it's binary describes anything in which there are only two possible um, answers. Um, So yes and no, true, false, one, zero, male, female. Um, And that, that has been a large part, I think, more so of the religious debate Mm-hmm. Um against um basically the entirety of mm-hmm. the LGBT rainbow umbrella um or the mugwai, as we apparently can also be called, um that in in that situation, um if we're looking at there are only males and there are only females, then that becomes a binary. A or B. One of the two. There's no other possible answer. Um unfortunately, while that's again common, um, as in we we do predominantly see at least sex as in mm-hmm. the boy it's a girl um in terms of you know it has a penis it has a vagina welcome to the world because of that you know appendage or the lack thereof you just became assigned boy assigned girl mm-hmm. um Commonly, that's what happens, Um, and potentially for a large number of people, um, as far as their gender, and this falls under the category of cisgender, i.e. you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth because of your sexual genitalia. In that, it's a com, it, It's more common um, for, in that sense, people to strongly identify with the parts that they have in terms of male or female. Um, but when you start introducing, or, and, and even looking at the rest of the world, Um, And what actually happens, um, one, you have a variety of um, genetic differences that are not strictly male, strictly female. Um, You also have genital presentation that is not entirely male or entirely female or solely male, solely female. Um, mm-hmm. So you start realizing that this looks a little bit more like a Kinsey scale of gender, or at least sexual genitalia and gender, that it's, it's a little – there's a lot more than just two points. It's not yeah. all male, all female. Some people are all male, all female. Then there are those who are in between.
1: Right. And, or you have also on the other spectrum of that, you know, they are super male or super female. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I said they're on a kind of moment. It's like. Oh, okay. I see what well, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, they've got XXX, XYX, XXX, I mean, XYY. You know, so you've got the on the chromosomal level, which is is what this is all about. Right. They're finding that it's not just a simple XY chromosome setup. Right. More and more they're seeing more XXY there. Yeah,
2: there's there's a lot of genetic differential there or a lot of room for genetic differential Um, that is not just this binary that we've been taught. Um, To actually kind of go to this list for a second, um, non-binary, gender identity and experience that embraces a whole universe of expressions and ways of being that resonate for an individual. It may be an act of resistance to binary gender expectations and or an intentional creation of new, unbounded ideas of self within the world. For some people who identify as non-binary, there may be an overlap with other concepts and identities like gender expansive and gender non-conforming. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure, and, and the reason that we just you just got read this glossary definition, Um, is that we're talking about two different things, and I want to make sure I don't confuse anyone. Right now, we're talking about binary sex, not necessarily um, gender identity. Um, Mm -hmm. While for some people, those two things go hand in hand, You have a penis, you're a boy, you grow into a man, and then your sexuality um, occurs. Um, And that occurs as a component of your male and attracted to males or your male and attracted to females or your female attracted to females, female attracted to males, um That follows the original system that many of us
1: understood.
2: Um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, um, or heterosexual. Like that's what we all understood originally. Um, and so while there's also the non-binary concept of gender, Um, I just want to be really, really clear that that's not exactly what we're talking about.
0: Okay. Yes.
2: Have I totally lost you yet? Yes.
1: Okay. Where did I lose you? When we were talking about binary and how the I was talking about how the system is flawed. Because binary sexes doesn't genetically exist, which is what it was based on. They were looking more what? at the gender physical expression. Well, but here's
2: the problem with that sentence. Um, gender and sex are not necessarily the same thing. Gender, and more importantly, the the easier way to keep up with it um, mentally is um, gender expression. Um, Gender is, if, let's say we take Someone who is born with male genitalia, and we slice off that genitalia, and we put this person um, in dresses, and we give them a feminine name, and we tell them that they're a girl. We have assigned gender. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what chromosome they are, uh, or at a chromosome level they are, and the genitalia mm-hmm. they were born with, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of an easy way to think about what kind or or to understand a little better what kind of happens um both to us as humans as we're born, and someone says, well, there's Penis, it's a boy. Okay, Mm -hmm. here's your male child. We're going to give them a male name. We're going to put them in boy clothes. We're going to tell them they're a boy, Um, and then they're going to go through life, and they're going to be told how to be a boy. Boys don't cry. Uh, Boys, you know... On and on and on down the list. Boys don't like pink. Don't bo- uh, Boys don't play with girls' toys. It's an insult as a boy to be called a girl. Um, on down to the list. There's a whole construct out there of gender. That's what gender is. Gender is not your, your genitals. Um, gender is how you get treated because of them. It's the expectations that you grow up with of who you're supposed to be because of what's in your pants.
1: Okay. Mhm.
0: Or
2: more importantly, that's genderism and sexism. Um, So let's go ahead and put that out there. The pervasive system of discrimination and exclusion that oppresses people whose gender and or gender expression falls outside of cis-normative constructs. This system is founded on the belief that there are and should be only two genders and that one's gender or most aspects of it are inevitably tied to assigned sex. Within cis-sexism, cisgender people are the dominant agent group and transgender non-conforming people are the oppressed target group.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Big guy definition. Here's how it breaks down. Um, cisnormative is probably the most hard-to-grasp concept therein. Um, So when we talk about someone who is cisgender, it means Mm -hmm. that they are comfortable, They, uh, they, they were assigned male at birth, they grew up male, they were treated as a boy, they were dressed as a boy, they were comfortable being a boy nothing about this felt alien, uncomfortable, or problematic for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And they don't understand, so this is normative part,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
2: is they don't understand how anyone else could have a problem with this. They don't believe Mm -hmm. that transgender people exist or people Who um, are trans exist, they do not understand people who can't just be a man or be a woman, and they don't get it. Um, They don't Mm -hmm. think that's a legit thing that occurs. Right. You know, and those are the people that will look at someone who says, you know, hi, I'm trans. And they kind of look at them and go, "No, you're just crazy. No, yeah. you just have a, you know, a, a mental illness. Um, you know, it's body dysmorphia, or it's this, or it's that, and you need to just go have whatever done mentally to get you to act okay. appropriately." Um and sort out your problem. And right. That's kind of where genderism, cis-sexism And So it, it, it does
1: kind of... influences kinda... a lot of things. hmm And this is one of those terms that aggravates me. Okay. For multiple reasons. One, it's outlying discrimination especially when someone in the community goes, oh, I'm cis, it's like, "Mm, really? Why are you using a discriminative system?
2: Well, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. CIS in and of itself is not discriminatory. I.e., you're not, the, 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 the isms are always discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the discrimination part of it. Um, mm-hmm. being cisgendered is simply saying, I identify with the gender based upon the sex assigned at birth. Like, mm-hmm. I have a penis, I'm a male, I'm cool with that. That is gender. Mm-hmm. Trans is going. For instance, I was assigned male at birth. I was raised at male, raised as male. I'm not really cool with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That that's not who I am. That is not how I understand myself. That is not my gender. Um, and or the parts of my body. Do not go with that. Like the gender that I am and the parts that I have um, mm-hmm. one, either A, one should not be based on the other and or um, I'm not what my parts or I may have gotten this all backwards. Um, or more importantly, um, just because I have those parts, does not mean that i have to be that gender that i do not have mm-hmm. to it just because i have male genitalia you i just because i have a penis i don't have to be male mhm right
0: say that five times fast
2: mm.
1: i you know Yeah, i know i'm See, this is what you, what happens when you let psychologists have post-it notes.
0: Well, you know,
2: it's more so we needed better ways to explain. Because I will stop for a moment right here and kind of tell the story of a friend. Um who let me know a while back um, that they were trans. And the biggest problem that they had um, in figuring this out was that the old-school definition of trans in which we told people – um. It means that you feel like a man trapped in a woman's body or you feel like a woman trapped in a man's body. Um, Definition was probably the worst way you could have ever explained this concept to them. Um, Their experience was one that born male, or, or born with a penis, assigned a gender of male, grew up as a boy um, into manhood, um, more importantly, adulthood, um, got married, um, and went through all of this feeling like the crappiest boy the crappiest man imaginable,
4: that Mm -hmm. it
2: just looks so easy for all these other dudes to go do the dude thing, um, without ever getting the concept, um... Or, or more importantly, what was going on was it was a lot of self-blaming, like, why do I suck at this? Why can't I be better at this? Why is this so hard for me? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Without ever having that feeling that, oh, I'm a girl trapped in a boy's body. This is my problem. That's Mm -hmm. not where he was. Um. And it actually took a lot of years and a lot of pain um, before someone kind of said, hmm, interesting. You know, if you kind of
4: twist
0: some things around
2: there, it sort of sounds like maybe you need to consider your, you know, friends. Like, why don't you explore that concept that Mm -hmm. maybe the reason you suck at being a guy is because you're not. Um, So finally kind of having that light bulb turned on, Mm -hmm. he goes and starts reading, and suddenly this whole community of people Um, who had felt, or at least at one point or another, the exact same way he did. So Mm -hmm. there was this tremendous relief and the shedding of he, like he's gone. Um, Mm -hmm. She arrived, you know, suddenly born, and, you know, or suddenly allowed to exist in the world um, and made a tremendous difference in her life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I sailed that with an understanding from them that past tense and present tense, future tense, um, this is how we describe this. Um, male mm-hmm. pronouns for the pre, and then female pronouns for the post. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, so this we we used to explain the concept of trans, and I remember giving that speech back in college um, of what trans was. Like, what does this mean? Well, here's what it means, and. Mm, For some people, that's where they start, Mm -hmm. is they have an inherent understanding, I am not a boy, Mm -hmm. I am a girl, or Mm -hmm. I am not a girl, I am a boy. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
2: where some people start, Um, but there's a group of people
0: Mm-hmm. is started
2: at more internalized right. that's the externalization of you're screwing up, you're calling me the wrong thing. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. that thing, I'm this thing. Like the stupid. Get with the program. Um but there are also people that, that are sitting there and they're internalizing this and going, what's wrong with me? Why mm-hmm. can't I be good at this? Why am I so bad at this? Um, now, that doesn't mean that everyone that has that moment is necessarily mm-hmm. trans. Um, sure. That's also where we get into um, gender, and things like gender fluid, gender outlaw, gender nonconforming, gender queer, and gender variant. hmm But I don't think we want to get into that this show. That's that's a, that's a whole lot of gender right there.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a lot it's of gender. A it's a lot, lot of, of mapping things up. Right. You know, things and we'll probably get through it um you know, different views of different genders, views of different things, you know, and you know, bracing the you know, separating the normity and, you know, doing the gray scale of things. Um because everything is on a spectrum. Um yeah. and understanding that spectrum is part of the thing. And then understanding that some people's post it notes will tell you one thing, but to them it's another.
2: Well, and some of that is also part of our that's where we sometimes get into interesting situations when mm-hmm. we can label ourselves as we choose mm-hmm. um, sometimes those labels will evolve mm-hmm. um. Sometimes we are very attached to the labels. Um, that's a, kind of a large part of the men who have sex with men community. Um, most, of, uh, pretty much all of them, identify as heterosexual, even though <laughs> they are men having sex with men. Um, and there's a strong caution there to not try to relabel them or help, or, so to speak, help big error quotations around the word help them relabel themselves um, because you are playing with someone's identity yeah. um, for whatever reasons even though externally we're looking at that and going okay, if you're a man who has with men we have words for that Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason their identity is very strongly tied to heterosexual Mm -hmm. so while they'll admit or and admit sounds so bad but while they will describe their activity as including mm-hmm. having sex with men, that's not part of their ident- identity. Yeah. Um, and trying to change that um, can be really destructive. Well,
1: it can not only be destructive, but it can be something they're not ready to deal with. Um, and it's not your place. In my view, it's not our place to go passing out notes, you know, post the notes for other people, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless it's directly involving us. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that's when it's like, okay, let's sit down and see how we see this and explain Mm -hmm. to me why you feel this way versus why you feel this way.
2: But do we necessarily have a right to ask those questions? Your friend's friend did. Granted. um, I I think there are some instances where if you're seeing someone struggle, Mm -hmm. um, you might broach that subject. That could have, however, gone a totally different direction.
0: Mm -hmm. This this
2: was a time that it worked out well. On the other hand, um, that could have just as easily killed that friendship. Mm -hmm. Like that was, to me, that was a giant risk to take, to kind of jump into the middle of that one um, and say, hey, I think you might be misunderstanding your gender identity, which is effectively what that person said. Mm-hmm. Um. That. And I don't know that that was the exact conversation the way it went down. That's the effective outcome. Um.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And and that's kind of the the that may be the very abbreviated version of what happened. Um. And, and transitionally, it makes the short story I'm sure a lot shorter. But if you're Looking at someone and you're like, hmm, I don't think you understand your sexual identity or your gender identity, excuse me. I don't think you understand your gender identity, and you think those are words that are appropriate to come out of your mouth? I don't think I would tell someone that. I, I I might share that story of, Mm -hmm. you know, my friends, or Mm -hmm. I might kind of, you know, look towards bringing up topics indirectly, Um, and, you know, as an opportunity, like, maybe this resonates with them, Um, and kind of help them get from you know, where they are to maybe where they need to be. Um, But I would, I I don't think I would ever, 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 ever um, want to try to look at someone and be like, you don't know who Yui is. Um, Because if you're trying to tell someone you think they're trans, um, you're most likely about to really shatter Parts of their their identity that unless you're a licensed therapist, you're not even going to have a, the beginning of a clue of where to put that back together at. Mm-hmm. Um, because our identity is our mirror; it is how we see ourselves. And if you go in there with a sledgehammer, um, that's going to make a really big mess Um, so that's where I kind of go I don't think we should ever necessarily um, directly question someone
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
2: but maybe also put it a different way and kind of approach it from I understand that is this and then see where they go from there with it, mm-hmm. you know if that means something different to them, we don't argue that um you know, kind of like we've already said i like I'm working off of a list of these definitions, and they may not necessarily always work out beautifully to fully describe the concept um mm-hmm. and how they apply to people. But it's a basis of understanding. It's it's a springboard to work from that we can kind of open that conversation with. Mm -hmm. That, hey, I understand pansexual as people who have romantic sexual or affectional desire for people of all genders and sexes. And Mm -hmm. maybe that doesn't necessarily apply to them. Maybe there's some limits there. But pansexual is how they describe themselves because it covers 90% of who they are. You know, or... Um,
0: 75%. Yeah. Or it's the best yeah.
2: fit. Um, because, again, our language is going to grow and change and there's going to be more. We, it's just inevitable. We are going to keep adding. Right. This list is not going to get
1: shorter. It, it, it really isn't. Not with humans involved in it. All right, well, guys, we actually there will be more, but we got to take a break, and we'll be right back after the break. Awesome.
0: And you'll find us at www.themagichappens.com, your free online
1: magazine. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303 416 Two nine seven seven. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit psychicrainylove. dot com for more details. And remember, rainy spelled R A I N E.
4: As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus Taking the spirit where the body cannot go. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the
0: ShelterPetProject.org. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person, or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asonight.com, or give him a call. His number is 304 584 3592. Hi, welcome. Relax. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts, Ason Knight and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. ACID and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view. And you never know who else will stop by. The Psychic Coffee Shop live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of java just for you.
2: Do you like a little more grrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Thursday night, we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and
1: more. All right, welcome back. All right, so before the break, we were talking about pansexual. This also can be included as non-monosexual. Let's go to the other side of the spectrum and talk about monosexual. These are people that are attracted to one. They have romantic and sexual affection and desires for one gender only. Classically, it's heterosexual and homosexual are probably the most well-known forms of monosexual.
2: Yes. Um, And that was probably an important part of the pansexual and the identities portion. Um, Just because I know for me, monosexual and non-monosexual, those are kind of new Um, as is, um, monosexism, um, that's a, well, monosexual, um, non-monosexual, monosexism, allosexual, and allosexism. Yay, that's actually the end of the list. Oh, well, no, there's heterosexism, but I think we all get what that is. Yeah. Um... But yeah, let's let's kind of dive into these few right here. Um so yeah, like you were saying, non monosexual attracted to more than one gender. Gender <laughs> monosexual um singular gender. Um <laughs>
0: allosexual
2: um is um sexual attraction uh, for partnered sexuality.
0: So let's go with the isms
2: because we know what isms are. They're always the beliefs of of superiority that your position is right. Um, And monosexism is um, that monosexuality, Um, having a desire for one gender only is better than non-monosexuality, meaning being attracted to more than one gender. Um, Mm -hmm. In the more classical sense, as many of us kind of early grew up with it, it kind of harkens back to that idea that um, all bisexuals are just confused or Mm -hmm. all bisexuals are really just gay, they're just not ready to come out yet, Um, that's kind of monosexism. Um, Effectively, it ends up being the pressure we put on people to pick a side, pick a Mm -hmm. team, um, without necessarily understanding or wanting to understand or even believe um, that their experience of sexuality is legitimate. Um, so mm-hmm. understanding that, we jump over to allosexual, uh, sexual orientation generally characterized by feeling sexual attraction or desire for partnered sexuality. So we know that the person mm-hmm. being talked about as a uh, in, the fe- in the ism is feeling that um, oppresses asexual people,
3: mm-hmm. that
2: their sexu- their sexuality uh, or their sexual orientation, which is not feeling sexual attraction or desire for partnered sexual activity, is illegitimate. That's not a real thing. You can't be that. You shouldn't be that. And that pretty much closes up the definition. Mm -hmm. So I guess now we can jump into some discussion.
1: Yeah, you know, discussion, you know, thoughtfulness, because a lot of this, a lot of people, you know, are not getting... In general, why we've gone to this classical gone to the system, and you know multiple terms mean the same thing, what I feel is occurring is that you have different series of thoughts almost different languages because something that another author in a research paper brought up is we keep bouncing between Latin and Greek terms poly you know. You know, so, you know, statistical socialized sciences, well, spit that out three times fast, can't agree on which terms they're going to use, so we keep going, well, fine, we'll use that. Okay, we'll take this one, too. You know, this one fits in because this one's been educated to me. I'll take that one.
2: And, well, yes, (sighs) there were some original problems with the language we were using Mm -hmm. um, in which we were we were kind of mixing, um, say, Greek prefixes with Latin suffixes and Latin prefixes with Greek, and generally, as a dictionary kind of thing, that's a no no. Don't 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 do right. that. That's that's a bad right. idea. That's a horrible way to create new words. It usually makes them hard to pronounce and very confusing. Um, mm-hmm. But that kind of went a long ways through it. Now, there's also something else going on here. The reason that we're seeing different terms that may be addressing similar things is that those terms are addressing different aspects of them.
0: Mm-hmm. That...
2: For instance, when we're talking about allosexual, um monosexual and non monosexual, um those are more so looking at kind of having or not having sexual attraction and and gender. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of what those are looking at, um you know as broad categories, and then we're coming in a layer um and we're you know looking at asexual um homosexual, heterosexual, bisexual, pansexual, demisexual, I forgot a sexuality. oh, why do I always forget one? Um, trans-sexual. Oops, no, okay. no, 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 no <laughs> Don't know um, That's another one where I think we splice some words together um, mm-hmm. Probably that we shouldn't have um, tran- Transsexual is not, as I understand it That is a word that should not exist, Um, because, or at least in the sense that we're talking about. Um, Because when you're looking at asexual, that is a non-sexuality, or or a a lack of desire for partner sexual uh, sexuality. Um, When we're looking at homosexuality, that same gender. When we're looking at heterosexuality, we're talking different gender, um, mm-hmm. at least in the binary sense. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, That's what those are looking at. Transsexual is such a problem term because that's not talking about sexuality. That's talking about gender. That's talking about you' transitioning from one one assigned sex or from assigned mm-hmm. sex to um, it, it, well it's gender
1: um right but you' you're, what you're confusing really two terms that. okay, you're confusing transsexual. Which means you're attracted to trans people and transgender, which means that you're switching from, you know, you're in the middle of transitioning or you're trans. You've transitioned. There's two separations there.
0: Um,
2: hmm. Um. No. 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 I was right transsexual a person who lives full time in a gender different than their assigned birth sex and gender
1: many pursue hormone mm-hmm.
2: or surgery
1: right but what do you call the that what is, is the label a, for the people that are attracted to them
2: um that is where you get um into most likely um Pansexual, non monosexual. Um, that probably um, would be. Hmm. Hmm. Part of me wants to say trans chaser, much like you would say a bear chaser. Um, something also tells me that's probably very offensive. Um, that's, I'm looking to see. Um, hmm. I... Do not have an
0: exact answer for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. That is a lovely research item.
1: Uh huh. It's like trans- transsexual versus transgender—the two different terms. Again, this is where we get into the posted situation of different ideologies, different thoughts, and theories and different labeling systems. And this is what we're faced with of a page of, you know, seven pages to classify people, seven pages to classify animals and relationships, but they're all blended together because you've got sexuality, gender identity, and then you've got, you know, everything else in between. And it's well, a gap. It's a jumping I, gap. It's a. I'm sorry. It's a what? It's a jumping gap. You got to go from one to another to another, because one is medical, one is psychological, one is theological, and one is societal. Um. Well, it, it, it's more
2: so that that one. This is an alphabetical list. Two. Um. It's because we are not just our genitalia. We are not just our attractions. We are not just our gender expression. Um, and we also need to understand what the discriminations are um, and how those apply, um, which I think is the bigger um, part of understanding. Um, the glossary and why there can be so many funds involved is that we're talking about more, we're talking about whole people. Mm -hmm. Um, And by that I mean um, a whole human being. So we're talking about them from how they interact with others we're talking about them from how they view their self and how they may view others. Um, that's kind of the ism. Um, as well as physical characteristics of people um, mm-hmm. or genetic characteristics of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: all of that does combine together and means that we have to have a much more involved conversation um, than just this assumptive binary. Like well, this is where this all sprung from. If you start with the assumptive binary that mm-hmm. you're born with a penis, you're male. If you're male, you're raised. You know, at you're raised as a boy, you're treated as a boy. You enter adulthood, you become a man. Um, And then someone else born with a vagina, you're treated as a girl, you're raised as a girl, you do that to adulthood, you become a woman, the two of you, two people like you are paired together at some point um, into a relationship, you have children, propagate the species, Um, heteronormativity, here we come. Um if you're – that's where we end up having so many different terms because when you're trying to take that normative assumption of what it is to be male and female and uh, what sex is and how sex works and, you know, the – Take that experience, um, which in many ways has been common, and you're saying, okay, that's not me, that's not what I want to do, that's not who I am, that is not how I feel, that's not, you know, it may be common, um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that I'm abnormal, wrong, broken, or um, any other negative term you want to throw at me, um, just Mm -hmm. because I I am not common. I do not fit common. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, at that point, you really have to start using your terms very carefully Mm -hmm. um, to point out the distinctions and uh, differences um, and have that conversation in a way um that helps to explain the concepts and the thoughts and the issues involved um you know, we used to have this conversation in terms of things like um uh, oh. Sodomites, um, deviants, perverts. Um, oh, what was the other good one? Well, it wasn't good. It was never good. None of it was ever good. But it. Um, oh, there was one more term that used to get banned around a lot. Ah, it's not gonna come to me. But anyway. Those were the words that we were left trying to have the conversation with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any way that you can stand up and try to have this conversation um, and go, hi, I'm a deviant, and, um, you know... This is what I think, and this is what's going on, and this is how this works, and try to work within the confines of that conversation. You know, um, that, that didn't work.
1: No, well, um, it doesn't work. And, and, you know, and this is where a it lot was never of. It's going to work. Right. But, you know what we deal with now and what's, you know, I see happening so often is they're Mm -hmm. using a, they're using, you know, how many posts that does goes on, on your chart or, you know, let's therapize you into fitting into this. Well, you don't fit into that. So I have to create a new term over here and it starts segregating or shutting people down. I mean, we already see this in our classic community. You have your bears. Okay. You have your twinks. You have your glitter. You know, fit in your box. Get in your concrete box. Stay in that box. Don't come over to my community because you're a bear. You know, we get sizeism all the time, one way or another. Well, yeah. You know. Um,
2: and there is there's that, and that that is kind of back to the body policing, and that is and and has been, and that's a society wide. That's not even just. Like, there are days I really wish that the only place that I had to deal with sizeism and body policing was within the confines of the umbrella. Like, if that's the only place I had to deal with it, I'd be like, cool, fine, whatever, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've already had that conversation, you know, that or parts of that conversation at least, that that's an issue that we also encounter at doctors'
0: offices
2: and in employment and you know, on down <clears throat> the line. Um sure. so it's a society wide problem um that mm-hmm. is going on with science. Um like I really do. I I wish if I could just like lock it into the one box and be like it's only a problem over here and that's cool, I I would mm-hmm. honestly at this point by comparison be mm-hmm. like, Okay, this this you know, this is a thing and it exists and it, it kinda sucks. But all right, here we go. But no, yeah. um that's kind of when we get into the bear twink, um we're we're talking subculture then um Eric. culture is a different form of identity. um that's kind of finding your tribe mm-hmm. um and for better or worse, it's always a group of us versus them. Mm -hmm. Um, in which we align with our commonalities and we divide by our differences so if you're looking at you know kind of the the twink tribe they're going to align by their size and then exclude by difference and the difference is
1: size
3: you know Sometimes um,
1: sometimes it isn't just the size. Sometimes it's the status. Because it ain't just okay. things looking things that need fed. Um, you know, you've got to look away. you got to act away. you got to be the preppy side. Whereas with the bears, it's like, yeah, you're skinny. We'll feed you. You're a pocket bear. Well,
0: yeah.
2: Well, and you know, Bear has normally or if you go back into the origin, um, and there's there is, and I think I've said this before, there's a really great book. The Bear mm-hmm. book, and that's by Les Wright, um mm-hmm. that kind of looks at the subculture. And basically, Bears started as the group that were the outsiders, that didn't really fit into this gay stereotype. They weren't right. You know, they weren't doing circuit parties. They were not really cool with this whole, like, spend your life in a gym concept. They did not all want to be hairdressers. Yeah. Like if you, again, stereotypes and right. stereotypes are um but it's a lot of how different communities and or more importantly, subcultures evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and yes, those can be divisive. Um and I would certainly, certainly hope that as we're we'll, kind of looking at the labels, we're using them as part of the questioning, um, mm-hmm. which I've always thought questioning was probably a really bad word for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I get it. More it's there. I'll deal with it. it it's more mm-hmm. exploring,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, and that's literally the definition of it. Um, The process of exploring one's own gender identity, expression, sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wish it had just been exploring. I I wish that's what it had been. Um, But that's kind of the questioning aspect, is if we could all treat this as, you know, we're questioning who we are. And we're trying to identify ourselves, and we're finding ourselves, and we're seeing what we're looking for—kind of an enlightenment,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, for that discovery of this is who I am, this is what I like, this is what you know, this is how I define me, this is how you can define me. Um, and these are other people like me. I'm not alone, not to be confused with here's other people like me. Let's band together and beat up these people over here.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's a little, that's, that's where I go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute,
1: stop. Right. Don't do that. But, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's human nature. To classify, identify, and separate.
2: To some extent. Um, The other part of human nature is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so there's always that opportunity to work together when it's mutually beneficial. Um, And that's sometimes a lot of what this boils down to is that, yes, we may kind of divide into camps, but at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we're coming together um, to kind of fight oppression and we're coming together to fight, you know, discrimination and oppression and all the different things that negatively impact us and others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that with like an
0: asterisk
2: at the end of it. Um, just because I know there's this broad misunderstanding um, that often gets wrapped up in three words, or an acronym. Um, The acronym is um, SJW, and the words are Social Justice Warrior. Um, Mm -hmm. So here's the the asterisk to all this. Um, This is not inherently about I'm gay, I'm, or I'm, you know, this sexual, I'm that gender, I am, like, this is not about forming a group and then going off and going, oh, you're cisgendered, heterosexual, white, male, blah, blah, blah. You suck and need to die. Mm-hmm. I'm better than sure. you. It's, this is not what this is about. This is about, we'd really like it if you'd stop killing us. Like, you know, we we could kind of, like, you know, that would help. Um, We'd really like it if you'd quit, like, putting us in the hospital. Um, We
1: we would
2: really love, 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 love um, if you could not rape us. Um, That would be awesome. Um, You know, we would like it if we could have housing and jobs. You know, mm-hmm. like the like that's where it's at.
0: Right. We would well,
2: like thing to with not that.
1: be thrown out. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem with that, and it's mm-hmm. more the problem of with the little social justice warriors. <sighs>
0: Which bless their little heart.
1: Like,
2: hold on, before you even go there. Uh huh. I think in any grouping, you're gonna get people that just—I don't know—they show up and they kind of don't really understand, but they're like rebel without a clue. Mm-hmm. and they make a lot of people look really, really bad because they don't know what they're doing. That's a subset group. We don't like them either. Um, and then, like, it's the same thing that we, we know and understand. Like, I do. I really, really understand. It's not that all Christianity is bad. It is not that all Christians are bad. This is an example. But there's a small group there that, you know, show up and do this whole, like, I don't know, God hates bags thing. Um, mm-hmm. They're making the rest of the people look really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it's kind of like looking at another religious example. Um, you know, when you have people who are Muslim that blow up buildings, it's a real big problem for the totality of Islam. You know they're a small subset. We, we, we get that. We get that. Got it? Understood. Mm-hmm. Small subset, really sucky Muslim doing a really bad thing. We get (laughs) that. Um, But it can become an issue if we start trying to judge the whole group. I try not to judge all of Christianity by, you know, that – oh, I can't even think of it. The stupid group that does God hates fags. Westboro
1: Baptist Church. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Try not
2: to judge them. Um, mm,
1: the same way. I'll take breaks to you know, do that.
2: Oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. I really don't. Um, I, I think you, it, it's parades rule rules my life. Um, I think it's an eighty twenty. I think there are 80 percent uh, of like every group on the planet that are like. Same rational, calm, intelligent people.
3: They may have
2: a wrong idea. They may have a wrong interpretation or understanding, um, or you know. But they're they're willing to hear everyone else have the conversations. Their viewpoints are not staked in the ground. You know, there there's not concrete footings here. They're willing to grow and learn and change, and you know, move forward.
0: There, mm-hmm. There's that
2: twenty percentile that well, even their see, own this, groups uh, are looking at them, going, "This is a problem." I don't even know where you fix well, this, but this is a
1: problem, right? And see, that's what ha- has happened with. The Westward Baptist Church is because it's not a subgroup; it's not even a full group. It's a family.
2: Well, yes it literally, yeah. That church, in and of itself,
1: is, is one is is family. A
2: family. And I guess, right. but what I'm saying is, they're an offshoot of Christianity. You know, it's kind of back to my comment uh, last week, week four sometimes, you know the gospel according to Saint Bastard Um they're mm-hmm. following over here. Um, mm-hmm. And I would assume, and I could be wrong, but I would assume 80% of the Christian community is going, oh God, not those guys. You know, like that's not what we want to be attached with. That is not who we are. That is not what we do. That is not... That's that's really not what Christianity is. Mm -hmm. Like, hi, you know. Um, Yeah, there's this group over here. Yeah, they're not really us. Um, So if you could just, you know, not associate them with us, that'd be great.
1: Right.
2: I think that's where a lot of, I think that's like 80% of Christianity is looking at that group of, of assholes. Going, mm-hmm. no. And I think we do the same thing with some of our members. Um, just because they have a lot of passion. They don't have a clue what they're doing, but they have a lot of passion. And they start attacking things they shouldn't.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm.
2: it's because they don't understand mm-hmm. or they've been misinformed or they've gotten into a wrong group, or there's just so much anger there it's a little hard to reel it in and uh, and you direct that passion towards mm-hmm. issues and that are important, and mm-hmm. not just treat it like a shotgun and just blast well,
1: everything. There's a few out there, and you know it's commonly those that drive me crazy because it's like really, really,
4: you know, mm-hmm. can't
1: tell you that your, you know, shoes look nice. Therefore, you know, because I'm light and miss up here male that I'm raping you, those social justice words, it's like did you just like not read anything that you have an idea on? Um do you not do your research? It's like get a brain, people.
2: Well, but we also have people that will miss used in our own group um, Mm -hmm. that will claim everything's oppression. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of no, not everything. Mm -hmm. Not everything. There are problems that we face. And we should Mm -hmm. work on those. And those are important. But Just because someone is, for instance, a cisgendered male does not make them the problem. Now, might that up their likelihood of being part of the problem group? Maybe. But that is very much like saying... Because of 9-11? I hate all Muslims. No! Don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's not where that is. Um, Or because of funeral protests by Westboro Baptist Church. I hate all Christians. No! Don't do that. Now, can I have problems with Um, elements of Christianity and some of the things that various denominations have done Um, and can I discuss those without attacking every single member of the group? Yes, I can. And when you can do that, then please go forward. If you can't do that, if you can't understand that we're dealing with issues, we're dealing with, say, a church-level policy, and we're not attacking individuals or the
0: whole thing,
2: we may be only talking about a subset. Um, If you can't do that, then that's the point when, even within our, our own ranks, we're looking at these people going, Oh my God, could they just please sit down and shut up? Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. like, yeah, mm, please no. Um, you know,
0: I yeah. don't
1: know, and you know, or you know, can you please do your research? Can you get an idea? Can you, you know, if, you know, you're questioning something about someone, like, are you this or are you that? Well, no, I'm actually this over here. Or assuming that someone is one thing and only one thing.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Or
2: even at some point, um, because what pops through my head right now Um, And it's a story I've told a few times over the years, but back in college, LGBT Student Org, I was running it. Had a board member who say, I've tried to be understanding, decided it was appropriate to approach one of the most supportive organizations on campus towards us who had backed up our programming, had helped us out with funding, who had volunteered to work events. I mean, this group had bent over backwards to help us because of our religious viewpoint difference because this was the Jewish student organization And he is a quote-unquote good little Christian boy for reasons unknown to me that I still don't understand approached that group and said the following. The Jews need to apologize to the Christians for killing Christ. And I've never wanted to slapped someone so hard in my entire life because I, I'm sitting there going, please separate in your head what you are doing. I understand you are a religious person. I understand you have religious beliefs and opinions and thoughts. And whatever. That is not your role that you're in right now. That is not the hat you're wearing.
1: This is the most
2: supportive organization we have on campus. And you basically just walked into their living room, dropped towel, dropped trowel, and took a shit on their coffee table.
1: That was uneducated, I might add.
2: Like, I wasn't even getting into that. Like, I'm leaving that alone. That is, you know, I'm not screwing with boys' religious beliefs. At this point, I didn't even care about that. It's like you're wearing the LGBT Pride organization hat, and you're going to one of our most supportive groups, and you just crapped in their living room. Why? I don't understand, please think about where you are and what you're doing and how you're acting. It's like, I I, I was. That was a conversation that got back to me. And thankfully from someone who was more graceful than I really could have (laughs) hoped for in that situation, and we were able to resolve that. I may have forged someone's name to a letter. And by that, I mean, I forward someone's name to the, to a letter um because like, what are you doing? You're speaking for the organization right now. you are speaking for 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 the gay organization on this campus.
0: Mhm, please
2: think about who you're talking to and what voice you're doing it in. You know, if you have a personal religious problem with them, then one, maybe you shouldn't speak to them. Two, or you have to take that and you have to put it in a box and you have to set it on a shelf and deal with the issues that you need to deal with. And that box is another topic, another time, another place, another role. Um, But that was, that was, that was the moment that I, I did. I just, I could not believe someone needed that explained to them. I was just so furious that night because it's like, we're already on a campus where two organizations are doing everything they can to shut us down, defund us, um, trash us, um, drag our names through the mud, make us look stupid, pick our funding requests, deny our funding requests. I mean, the two organizations are just hell-bent on making our lives miserable why would you attack someone trying to help us? Why do you bite the hand that helps us? So, in that context, that's kind of how I understand this kind of social justice warrior concept. Mm
0: Is that
2: while it may be um one category to or, or or a label for one group of people to another is people who go out and recklessly try to accomplish mm-hmm.
0: their goals
2: without understanding time, place, appropriateness, and making sure they have their facts together. Right. So if if you want to go be a social justice warrior and you want to do that the right way um, and you want to actually lobby, um, so more importantly, you, you're a lobbyist, you're lobbying ideas, you're trying to help the community, Please go do that. Please do it appropriately. But if you're just going please to show up, if you're just going to show up, crap in someone's, you know, living room, um, and you know, the rest of us have to pay the
0: consequences.
2: Please don't. Like those are people that it's like, mm. mm go sit down. Like, just, you're not helping right now. You know, we understand you want to help. We appreciate you want to help. Please go sit down. That's helpful. hmm. But, so, that was my experience.
1: hmm. Okay. Well, I've had a few different ones. I mean, because I'll be honest, I've done the benefit shows, after benefit shows, after benefit shows, after cause shows, after raise this, raise that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's 2 1 Foo that has a lot. If I do another benefit show, I'll need to benefit myself. Um, oh, no. Oh, is yeah, it not yeah, 2 1 Foo? I was.
2: Food? I was- Oh, no, no, no. What I was saying was, oh, no, I I, I kind of understand being at that level of, like, the only benefit I haven't done is me. So, yes. yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, so that's where I'm at. Um, but And we see it all the time. People get bylines. They get a little Facebook statement, and then they go and run with it which is great in the Mm -hmm. right direction. When you go into the wrong Mm -hmm. direction or you start applying post-it notes to people that you're not involved with, if you're involved Mm -hmm. with, yeah, you have the right to say, okay, is this the post-it note we're using today? Or are you in the purple shirt today? Mm -hmm. Um, in my opinion, um, you know, are you wearing the green shirt, the purple shirt, the rainbow shirt? What are we doing today? Mm -hmm. Um, so that you can understand that person or so that person can understand you. But when we start morphing things, it's kind of like we got into the last show about, you know, um, trying to, you know, since we added pansexual to it, pedophiles are trying to say, oh, that's us. No, it isn't. No, your alphabet. No, your soup. um, but take time to understand, you know, where you're at on some of the new scale things, because this does give us a language to describe ourselves mm-hmm. to other people and, you know, to get to know, okay, omnisexual, pansexual, okay, those are kind of the same, got it. Um, non-monosexual, got it, that kind of fits into the same bridge pattern of that, okay, so then we can Finds that, you know, that's over on this side of the rainbow by the cute twink and the bottle of Bacardi, whereas, you know, maybe heterosexual ally and monosexuals over here by the leather daddy idea. Uh, sorry, display of an old pride thing popped in my head, and it kind of worked. But understand <laughs> it's on spectrums. Applying the labels and, you know, the psychological theory terms, which we will talk about that real fast. Mm. That's where a lot of these are coming from, is from psychologists trying to find how to do their paperwork quicker. Sorry, that's the way I see it. Um, um, you know, if they get... you know,
2: I think I would expand that a little mm-hmm. and say that a lot of it is also coming from... Just the more broad category of research, academic research, and Mm -hmm. being able to not only research this, but then also Mm -hmm. take that research and that information and disseminate it in a way that will make sense, Mm -hmm. um, that more accurately depicts human experience.
1: Right. Um. And with that, you know, but you have to watch therapists. Mhm. It would most definitely help that, therapists. It does help therapists because this is where this is coming from. And, you know, UCL Berkeley does train a lot of psychological therapists and do a lot of psychological research. But the thing with it is, is if you've got a therapist who Doesn't get the terms Or they get some terms And they've got the new buzzword Pansexual Don't just accept that label Don't just accept that box Because okay it kind of sounds like it fits So I'll take that t-shirt there You know the real pink one With the blue stripe through it Thank you Um, Get to know it for yourself Try it on If it doesn't fit then move on to something else Maybe you're bisexual with a fem side to you. Maybe you're, you know, gender neutral and don't give a damn. Or maybe you are asexual and just, or, you know, you're asexual today. You might be monosexual tomorrow or demisexual. There's some really good TED Talks out there on the Internet. Use them. I'll share some of them as I come through them. Um, there's a lot of good research out there now. For you to educate yourself, and that's what Mountain Bears is about, is educating and sharing our experiences as bears and, you know, as the community in general. Or at least that's Mm -hmm. what I think it's about.
0: Well,
2: yes, and I think the biggest takeaway in this, um, for, for anyone listening, is the fact that don't try to carve your identity or anyone else's instead. Yeah. This is a mirror to see ourselves. This is the reflection we cast to others. And just like when you get up in the morning and take a shower and do whatever, um, that appearance may change.
0: Mm-hmm. And, that and it does over change.
1: time. Yes. And the community itself changes over time. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about that next time because we're going to be talking about tribes and communities and where different terms fit with different communities.
0: Absolutely. As you know,
1: this is being a part of a series. So, until then, I'll see you on Tuesday at nine with Wonder Woman, Miss Rainey and we'll be doing the psychic coffee shop. I think this week we have a guest. I'm not for sure. I'll have to check the planner. Um... And then, of course, Joe and me will be back on Fridays at 9 p.m. And, you know, yep, we're starting to get with our tech new situation took care of. Yes, hopefully we'll yeah. have new advertising up and running. And if not, well, you guys know this, too. And remember, if you don't connect with us on our recorded times, you can always connect with us with your favorite device, be it Google Home or the Alexa or the IHOP. So until then, good night, night, y'all. Good night, Joe. Good night.